The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine and KUCI.org on the net. Welcome to Prescriptions for Healing Conflict. I'm Lloyd. I'm the show's engineer, and your host is Mari Frank. Mari's been an attorney mediator for 26 years, and during that time, she's resolved thousands of disputes as a neutral conflict healer. She's a member of the Orange County Superior Court Mediation Panel, and she's been a law professor of negotiations and mediation, and presently teaches negotiations right here at UCI. She's the author of Negotiations Breakthroughs and co-author of Stepping Stones to Success and several other books. To listen to previous interviews, see upcoming guests, download podcasts, and learn more, visit www.conflicthealing.com. So Mari, what's your show about today? Lloyd, today our show is about intention. And you know we have one of our very favorite people today as a guest on our show. We have our own wonderful Sandy Moore who happens to be our spiritual leader at the InSpirit Center in Mission Viejo, and she is also an author of this wonderful book, The Green Intention, Living in Sustainable Joy, by Sandy Moore and her wonderful daughter, Deanna Moore. And these are guidelines and tools that redirect your mind to the first step of a green life. But this is more than just living just, you know, in the outer world green life. This is about an intention to live it sustainable within at a deeper and more sacred place. And in fact, we have um, a quote by Marianne Williamson, who wrote A Return to Love and many other books. And she says, the green intention illuminates the deepest meaning of sustainable living, taking the conversation of how to create a healthier planet to a deeper and more sacred place. And Truly, Sandy and Deanna did a great job in this, and we're going to talk about it in a minute. But let me tell you a little bit about one of my very favorite people, Sandy Moore. She graduated from USC with a degree in teaching, and she subsequently earned a master's in educational administration. And then she taught for 20 years in a public school as a teacher. And then she went back to ministerial school, and for many years now, she has been the spiritual director of the InSpirit Center for Spiritual Living in Mission Viejo, California. And the center is an incredible place of bringing unity and love all over the county. And they're involved in numerous outreach activities, including ministries developed, devoted to the environment, health, and of course to peace. And you can learn more about that at InSpiritOC.com. And you can learn more about the book at thegreenintention.com. But I want to get right away, I could talk about Sandy forever and ever, but I really want to get to talk to her. So Sandy, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, Mari, thank you. And what an amazing introduction. And if I could just give a little plug for you. (laughs) You know, my vision in the world is creating a world that works for everyone. That's the vision of our community. And your life is absolutely the example of that. Your conflict resolution, the good you do in the world, you are truly... Uh, emanating the vision that I see for just a beautiful world. Well, thank you. I'm so blessed to even know you, and I'm so thrilled that you're on the show. 
So let's talk about what is a green intention. Well, you know, Mari, I think especially in this amazing year 2012 you know that that is calling us to be something greater to me the green intention is living beyond our personal lives we know that everything's energy and we hear so much about that in the scientific realm and the spiritual realm and it's really the green intention is becoming when we become bigger than our own personal life and our own personal thoughts when we really set our life uh, really in, in alignment with the greater good to know we're part of a bigger picture and that becomes our motivation for what we do in life and how we live and how we show up. I know you talk so much about intentions and, and really seeing it, envisioning it. And I'll tell you, that has been such a great influence on my life. As I go into a mediation, for example, I always have an intention mm-hmm. that the parties will shake hands and maybe hug at the end and that there will be a resolution. So let's talk about why it's so important to set intentions to live a successful life in many ways. Well, just just the example you gave, Mari, live with the end in mind, not trying to control every piece of the experience, but when we live from a vision of what we want, we're focusing the energy to create that good, to be in alignment with that. There can be something that I talk about in the book called The Paralysis of Indecision, where we just kind of go around in the circle of our old habits. Yet when we focus our intentions on a successful, a greater life, when we see a vision for ourselves and focus our energy what we know is the universe conspires for our good and helps us along the way. We don't need to know the how of life, but when we know the what we vision, you know, when you see that handshake at the end, when you see things in a wonderful way, then the universe helps mold that energy to, to bring that intention uh, to manifestation. So what keeps so many of us stuck instead of moving forward? What, what is that? Well, again, I'll I'll talk about energy because I believe we live in an energetic universe. Uh, There are emotions, you know, we're really the outpicturing of our strongest emotions and feelings because that's what really gives us the energy to move forward. When we have the feelings and emotions of being in guilt or shame or fear or unworthiness, those are really low vibration energies, and they keep us stuck. And so really when we live from the green intention, it's about making peace, with, making peace with our past, you know, just knowing that everything is a stepping stone to get where we're going. And if we learn from our mistakes, then we can move forward. But when we stay stuck in the past and stuck in the guilt and shame, it keeps us from moving forward into, you know, our greatest life or our greatest intention. Right. And sometimes people don't even know that they're feeling guilty or they don't even they don't even get inside and take the time to even feel or see what it is that's really happening they they live in a reactive state rather than an analytical state isn't that the truth yeah that's why it's so important to take time in silence and 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 you know being in a more of a, a bigger vision of your life to really see what's going on instead of getting caught up in the chaos and the drama so we can really see what's going on. You're exactly right. You know, I've heard you say this, and I say this as well in my mediations, that every problem or every conflict holds the solution right in that whole problem. You know, all we have to do is discover it. So how do we get there? I love I, th- I think it was Albert Einstein that says every problem holds a gift or I, something like that because he knew he loved to be a problem solver. And... If we realize life is like that, and in this physical world, 
in the creative process, there's always conflict and confusion. There's always tension. And when we can hold the tension of any problem, which I'm sure you're a master of, Mari, to to be able to be in a, a conflict situation and hold the tension between the two parties, to just hold it and allow that creative answer to come forth for the solution to to be brought forth through the chaos and confusion. Because if you think about anything we create, whether it's building a home or doing an art project or uh, any kind of creative activity, there's always the chaos before the beautiful outpicturing of the, the creation. You know, I love you. have on uh, page 83 of your book, you have this great story, the chief and his grandson. Mm. And you have this Indian chief talking to his grandson and then he, he and I'll just kind of briefly say it you know why don't I let you tell it do you remember it this I, of course I do um, he says that that we all have inside of us a flat fight or a conflict going on and the Indian chief compares it to two wolves and they fight because they're so different one wolf is kind and generous and positive and loving and forgiving and the other wolf is full of hate and intolerance and greediness and anger. And there's that battle going on, and the little grandson is listening to the Indian chief going, well, grandfather, if that's going on inside of me and you, which one is going to win? And the chief says in just that beautiful, wise way, it's the one you feed. Yes. So if we're feeding love and Forgiveness, that's what's going to grow and win in our life. And if we're feeding the drama and the anger and the hate and the lack of forgiveness, that's what we're going to experience. Yeah, I love that because truly all conflict comes from within. You know, people think they, they'll say something like, oh, you make me angry or, you know, <laughs> he, he made me angry. And, and we know in truth that no one can make us angry unless we allow it. And so, yeah, sure, there's times that our buttons get pushed we get hurt, whatever it is. But the truth is, is this all comes from inside of us. Mm-hmm. It's, it's cute. just reminds me of a, a saying that I've, I've heard before when somebody goes, oh, you're pushing all my buttons. I may be pushing them, but I didn't install them. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I have this great cartoon that I, that I give to my clients when they first come in, especially in divorce mediation. And it's this cartoon with these two robots are sitting in the chair, and they're, and then in the other chair is the counselor, and the counselor says to them, and they've got buttons all over them, mm-hmm. and the counselor says, the problem is, is you two know how to push each other's buttons. <laughs> <laughs> that's very cute. <laughs> so, you know, that's, that's really what happens, is that if we do feel that somebody's pushing our buttons, it's about us recognizing what it is, going within and saying, oh my goodness, that hurt, why did that hurt? Or, boy, that, that really was upsetting to me. What was that all about? And and really recognize it before you react. Mm-hmm. And instead, take the time to respond mm-hmm. and, and be from that, that heart place that you talk about. Absolutely. Reacting and responding are, are two, like the two wolves again. You know, am I reacting to the situation out of old patterning or am I responding because I've created the space to take a breath and to come from a, a new idea, you know, respond to it. I love that, Mari. And I'm sure in your work that that's just such a, a beautiful place to be is to teach people to think differently and respond differently and, you know, see things in a, a bigger a bigger picture. 
Exactly. And learning to really listen to the other person mm -hmm. because, you know, if we're so worried about how we are going to respond or be defensive in what we say, we're not really listening with our heart. And I know that's what you teach all the time is to listen from your heart and to speak mm -hmm. from your heart. So, you know, the, I'm, I'm so lucky because I get to hear you every Sunday. But for those people listening in, you know, you talk so much about new growth and, and, and really, you know, a higher consciousness. So help, help my audience understand, how do we prepare for new growth in our lives? Well, so much of, of my work and the work we do at the center is really about healing old thoughts from our past because the past can keep us really stuck in old ideas. And when we can heal those ideas and realize that was then, you know, wow, what does this remind me of right now? I've heard it said that we're never angry for the reason we think we are. You know, it's always something that we've brought from our past. So if we can heal those old thoughts, you know, I wasn't good enough or this didn't work or I didn't get enough this, and realize that everything we, we really need is within us to, for the healing and let go of those old ideas and simplify, create space in our mind. I love when you said listen, because when we take time to, to meditate and deeply listen, the answers are, are right there. What, what's next for me? What's in this for me? What's the next step in my life? You know, those, those answers are all there if we create the space to hear them deeply. And another beautiful question for, for new growth is, what brings me joy? You know, it can be in your career, it can be in your relationships, it can be just in your own personal life and creative expression. What brings me joy? Yes. And you know, when I see people in conflict, which I do all the time, that, that's my profession, mm -hmm. um, you know, when you say, what brings me joy, I ask them, is this joyous to be in this conflict? <laughs> you know, uh, would you rather be happy or right? Right. You know? And, um, and and we really have to talk about that. So what brings you joy? It doesn't bring joy to anyone, really. They may think at some level it's bringing them a joy to, you know, uh, be able to attack someone else and have the upper hand for a while. But it always comes back to bite you. Right. So, you know, really when you talk about what brings joy, what brings joy is having peace in your heart, peace and and happiness is is really coming from the love that you feel for your friends and that's why i love the in spirit center because you're talking about making a world that works for everybody mm -hmm. and that kind of leads to what i what you talk about another thing that i think is really important is living a life on purpose mm -hmm. and you talk about that in your book too the green intention when you're going to have that intention what what does it mean to live a life on purpose? Well, and it's it's right in alignment with what you were saying, Mari, about when we have that bigger purpose in our life, if we're here to be a beneficial presence, if that's our purpose, if we're here to create joy, to be a loving energy, if we have that intention of purpose, if it's to heal conflict, if it's to bring peace, if that can be our kind of like our barometer in life, then we can always come back to center and align to that. Is this bringing me joy? The question you asked, is this bringing me peace? Well, how do I need to adjust my thoughts or my actions or my feelings to get me to that place of balance and peace and purpose? You know, we all deserve, this is an abundant universe, and we all deserve to be abundantly supplied with, with everything we need so we can live in joy. 
However, what we're finding, especially with younger people, is they're no longer doing work for financial gain. They're realizing that true fulfillment in life comes from living on purpose, from doing something that brings purpose and meaning to life, and then the abundance and the support and the sufficiency and the sustainability follow. You know, I remember when my sister was changing careers several years ago, and she didn't know what she wanted to do, and we we just sat down and we brainstormed all the things that she really loved to do in one column, all the things that she was really great at in another column, and all the things that she really didn't like in another column. And um, we played with it like a puzzle, and we said, oh, well, you know, she loves to tell people what to do. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) She loved children. And she really was very, very good at organizing and being really Mm. clean and putting everything together. And then she started looking in the newspaper, and she actually found a job to be the director of the Cole Children's Museum in Chicago, which when she was living in Chicago. And it, it was amazing because she had that puzzle, you know, sitting up on her refrigerator for a really long time. And then she knew what she loved, she knew what she was good at, and she knew what she really didn't want to do. And it, it, it just came, and it was so beautiful. So, you know, when, when my kids say, I don't know what I should do, you know, that's what I say, you know, make these three columns. What is it? What is it? Because if you do something that you really love to do, it's like that book by Marcia Sinatar, Do What You Love and the Money Will Follow, right. Right. you know? and But so many of us, we... You know, especially in this economy, people take jobs and they just think, I just got to get this job for, you know, put food on the table. And, and that isn't really, you know, what you need to be doing. And, you know, there's a both and here, Mari, too. And I love that example of your sister because that's a perfect example of living with a green intention. What are my inherent gifts? You know, what do I love to do? What are my inherent gifts? And how can I use that to fulfill a need in the world? A children's museum. I mean, what a perfect place to be part of a a life-enhancing, sustainable uh, profession. How beautiful. And there are times when we do need to just get ourselves sustained financially to get on our feet. But instead of looking at the job, it's like, oh, I'm just doing this to get by. What, how can I bring meaning to what I'm doing? If it's being a clerk somewhere, bring joy to it. I mean, I've gotten more healing from being somewhere and having a joyful clerk or someone deal, you know, in, bring joy to my life at that time when I may be feeling down, how can I make this a better position than what it sounds like on paper? You know, what can I bring to this? So I think it's a both-and situation. Sometimes we are in that place where we just need to do something to get back on our feet, but it doesn't have to be rote. It can be meaningful and make a difference. Right. And, you know, I'm, I'm so glad you said that. I was thinking about that because last night I had a meeting, and on the way home the traffic was horrible. I had to go to the bathroom, and I was thirsty. And Don't so, you hate that? Yeah, and so I said, I'm getting off this dumb freeway, and I got off the freeway, and I went to um, a, a fast food restaurant that I never go to. I, I don't do fast food very often, but I just, you know, ran to the bathroom, and then there was nobody in there except the, the girl who was taking the order, and I had never really been there in ages and ages, and I said, well, what's your favorite? And she just smiled and told me her favorite on the menu, and I said, you know what? You got such a great smile. I'm going to get that. You know, it was a, a turkey sandwich. <laughs> but it was, but you're right. She was just there to, 
make me happy. And you're right. You know, even if you're doing something mundane, you can make it something really wonderful. Yeah, and but you gave it back to her too. You listened to her and you responded, so you uplifted each other, and that's beautiful. I love that example. It's it. It was really cute. So, oh, so when you know when you're talking about living a life on purpose. How does that bring peace to us? You know, we've just, and as so many of us have been hit by this financial crisis, that to me is really getting things back in alignment. So, it, it feel, again, it feels like a crisis, and it's also bringing things back to a better perspective in life and more in balance. But in our life, we've, we've hit that piece where, boy, we've been hit really hard financially and had to make some some big changes in our life, yet because I know my life is on purpose, I still am finding value and fulfillment and joy, even though some big things, we're needing to let go of some big things in our life, our, you know, our home and some other things of the movement, but I haven't lost my purpose and focus in life because I live from that place of purpose and intention and it brings me great peace and fulfillment. I love you have this wonderful quote in your book, too, that kind of reminds me of that. From Albert Einstein, it says, Out of clutter, find simplicity. From discord, find harmony. In the middle of difficulty lies opportunity. And that happens to be my mouse pad. <laughs> <laughs> so I read that every day. I love it. Yeah. I, I do, yeah. too. You know, uh, and, and, you know, because I get people come to me when they are probably in such a terrible, stressful situation. They're, they they feel wronged or, or mm-hmm. whatever it is. And if if they can remember that every obstacle really is an opportunity for growth. And I think that's what's so beautiful about your book, The Green Intention, Living in Sustainable Joy, is, is to know that change is really an opportunity. And you talk about change throughout the book. Mm-hmm. Change can be scary, can't it? Oh, my gosh. It absolutely can. But I got this wonderful quote from from a friend, and he said, you know, when you feel fear and you, you know that's really what you're supposed to do, it's like when you take that first step off the, um, uh, not the bungee cord, but what's the the line you go off? <laughs> I can't remember. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's a bungee cord. Yeah, but the bungee cord, but it's when the other one. But anyway, that first step when you're stepping into nothingness, that's not fear. That's excitement. And if we can realize that fear is really a natural state, if it's, it's not terrified, but that, that feeling of fear is, is growing us into something greater, giving us a new experience, and we can reframe it as that's really excitement and it's a good energy feeling and, and step into it instead of push it away. And that's easy to do like when you're changing like maybe a new job that you're excited about or changing that you're going to get married or some other really positive mm-hmm. thing. I think it's a lot harder when it's something like, um, like, you know, someone passes on or a divorce or, you know, something that you're losing something very special to you or you have to move someplace you didn't want to move to. It's it's a lot harder to, to, to have those kind of changes. It, it's harder and, again, it's reframing in every death. In every loss, there's a new beginning. And if we have a bigger picture of that, we can step into the greater understanding. It doesn't mean it's going to be easy. This life is simple, but it's not easy. 
we understand, you know, understanding there's always something good in in the picture, but it isn't. It doesn't mean it's easy by any means, and that's why we need friends, we need community, we need people there to remind us of something bigger and to be there to support us. Yes, and when one person forgets, the other person can remind you. Absolutely. You know, I love the word reframing that you used about reframing things, and <clears throat> that's one of the major tools in negotiations and mediation. So if someone says to you, this is a really pr- terrible problem, you know, if they say that to me in mediation, then I say, I reframe it and I say, oh, I understand this is a challenge for you. Mm-hmm. Because the words that right. we use oh, are so powerful. Oh my goodness, they're so powerful. So when you reframe like the, you know, the glass is half empty or the glass is half full, we each have the power to do that. And that's what you teach every Sunday, that we have the power to think as change our thinking. Right. And, and that's not avoiding the problems, but, you know, asking the right questions. That's what, just what you're saying, like, right now. Oh, this is a terrible thing. How can I get through this? Well, you know, asking the question, well, what do I need to do? What is the next step for me to move through this challenge to get closer to my vision? You know, what gifts do I have to give today? What new choice do I need to make to move out of the chaos into the clarity? You know, it's really so much about the right questions and remaining flexible. So often we get stuck in old patterns and we forget we're born to grow and change. Yes, that's the one constant, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> that there's always going to be change. So in your book, the Living in Sustainable Joy, mm-hmm. you know, people might say, well, you know, Sandy, how can people be joyous when they're going through something challenging? And what do you say to them? Well, if, again, and I, I sometimes sound like a broken record, but if we can understand that this is just a piece of a big picture of our life, and there's always, I mean, if, how boring would it be if everything just stayed on the same level? And since cha- the only constant is change, as you said, Mari, this is just part of the cycle of our life. And how we deal with that, how we choose to approach it and feel in that situation is going to make all the difference. So if we can be there and if we can ask for support when we need it, if we can be clear with what we need and what we want and understand there's always a bigger picture at work and keep our focus and intention on being in joy. Joy isn't something that always shows up as just frivolous happiness, but joy is a deeper knowing that we are part of something bigger. And you are so such a great teacher for that. My sweet, we are just out of time now. Uh, we're going to send people to see The Green Intention, Living a Sustainable Joy at thegreenintention.com. And, of course, have them visit inspiritoc.com as well. Thank, Thank you. you oh, Sandy, you are so wonderful You're and always best. inspiring. I love you, sweetie. I love you. Okay, have a wonderful, wonderful day. You too. Take okay, care. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine and KUCI.org on the net. I'm Mari Frank. Join us every Monday morning at 8.30 a.m. right here on KUCI and visit our website at conflicthealing.com and write us about what's curious to you about healing conflict in your own life. Thanks. It's about trust. Yeah, yeah. 
like those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents.